Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, we've got your mailbag questions. Do we have questions? Some of you people, you people, hit me up on Twitter all day. They got me in a vulnerable position. I'm trying to travel. I'm in airports. I'm out of airports. I got time on my hands. Should just not respond. But yes, I did. And we're going to respond to your questions tonight about a lot of them about the Bucks on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. We've also got some college football to talk about. We've got lots of things going on, man. Um, but we'll get to all that here in just a minute. Uh, first, we talked to Todd Bowles, the sort of the postmortem on Monday. And the injury update is that there's really no update. Uh, the good news is that Baker Mayfield, if you consider it good news, and a lot of you folks don't, but the Baker Mayfield did the MRI on the ankle. They were negative. There's no structural damage, et cetera. Uh, he's very sore. He'll probably get some days off this week. But uh, so long as he can go out there on Sunday, I know that Todd Bowles planned to start him, as he uh, probably should at this stage anyway. And so, you know, Everything is go there. Levante David, Jamel Dean, not sure if they'll return this week either. Still got to wait and see how they do, and they got some other injuries. Guys are pretty nicked up, so we'll have to see what Wednesday, Thursday brings. And, of course, Friday um, is probably the biggest day if you haven't practiced by then. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, just in, in talking to, to Todd Bowles, uh, here's a quote that I struggled with a little bit because a few weeks ago, I had asked him this question, and, and I guess maybe Scott Reynolds followed up today with the language. I had asked Todd when they had lost, I want to say, three in a row, before they lost four in a row, if he was concerned that this had snowballed or will snowball. And he goes, no, it's not going to snowball. Well, we may need Jim Cantori in here, but I think we got us a, a, a little bit of a blizzard. <laughs> it's certainly a wintry mix, okay? Because when you lose six out of, what is it, six out of seven now? Mm-hmm. Um, that that qualifies as dark and stormy. Um, what he said was, I don't think it, 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 it snowballed. I think we're making mistakes at the wrong time, whether we get down to the one-yard line in the first quarter or whether we blow something on defense in the second half. It's a different guy every time. The effort's there. The work is there. You want to win a ball game. We're desperate to win a ball game, just one ball game. Small things happen against, against different teams at different times. We can't play the Bucks plus the opposition. There's so much to parse about that statement right there that all I can come up with is either one, you know, these these are things that happen to different players at different times, and it's things that we have done hundreds of times. Okay, so that tells me that if it is truly a player issue and guys that have done things hundreds of times, that – Either they're complacent in terms of like their attention to detail, their effort, and what would be causing that? Well, in some cases, maybe it's a contract. Maybe it's they're not as hungry. They've won their ring. Um, but it's a player problem. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's possible that, you know, 
you misjudge their character as a football player, that, that, that something has changed about them now that you're not getting the attention to detail, or, and this is a more damning part in some respects, they've tuned you out. That the accountability, however you try to enforce it, it's not getting it's not getting to them. It's not happening. You know, the best teams are policed by players, not by coaches. I mean, the best teams, you know, you don't have to worry about the coaches telling you what to do because your teammates will damn sure make sure you did. You know, and we've talked about how, you know, this team kind of lacks that big, impassioned uh, guy that maybe other players are a little bit afraid of, like, you know, whether it was Hardy Nickerson or in the Super Bowl team, JPP was that guy, you know, um, that you couldn't slip up. You, you just, he wasn't going to have it, right? Big effort guy, football meant everything to him, all the opportunities, the things he had been through. They had so much respect. But when he spoke, and he spoke often, you know, guys snapped to attention. So maybe that's lacking. I can't imagine people don't respect Levante David, but he's a different type of leader. He's a quieter guy, and he's been there all through that. And yeah, not sure how much he actually steps up and speaks. I don't know. And, mm-hmm. and but, but, but the larger point is you're the head coach, and you're the one that's in the film room showing them the mistakes they're making, and these are common errors. These aren't things that, you know, uh, they should be missing. These are things you do, quote, hundreds of times then why are they not doing them, you know? And, and he seems as perplexed at that question as any. Because if he knew, he, you know, it's the old, I, if I knew, I'd change it. But it's not one player, it's every player. And that, that's damning to me if, if I'm Todd Bowles. And, 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 and if that's true, then you're, for whatever reason, and I know they have a lot of respect for him in there, but for whatever reason, they're not responding, okay, to your coaching. Because he comes in and he goes, we got to coach harder, play it better. Today it was, well, we definitely have to play it better. Because <laughs> I think he feels like, I've coached all I can. Like, we've coached our butts off here, and it's still we're still making mistakes, coverage busts. Um, and, and he made it clear that it was, these aren't just rookies. You know, it's one thing if it's a young player every time, or, you know, and they do have some young players playing. But he's like, no, these are, these are things we do all the time. Um, so I... Or maybe you've got the wrong coaches. Well, that's my point. And, and not just head coach. I mean, you know, he changed a lot of coaches. He changed a lot of coaches. And a lot of guys that came in with big reputations, mm-hmm. you know, George Edwards. I mean, you know, um, you, you coached in Dallas, and, and you're responsible for some of the better you know, pass rushers down there. And mm-hmm. you come here, and, and your outside pass rushers are worse, you know. Um, or maybe he kept some of the wrong coaches. You may have kept some of the wrong coaches. You may be missing some voices, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't know. But whatever that thing is, that message, and, and, and it's supposed to be delivered strongly and forcefully by one guy, the head coach, who sets the tone. Um, you know, he spent a lot of time in the offseason after they lost the playoff game last year talking about how they needed to restart a new culture. They needed culture. You know, culture wanted to establish a new culture. Well, they obviously didn't do that because – the things he's talking about, they are culture. Because I always said that culture is winning. It's the chicken and the egg thing. You win, believe me, you'll have good culture. But um, if it is true that certain players at different times are taking turns, making huge mistakes on things that are simple, mm, that's not a great endorsement for you or your coaching staff. Just, just that's just I don't know how because they're not going to change all the players. You know, now if you paid guys like a Carlton Davis or Jamel Dean, some of these guys, you know, got their big contracts and 
maybe they're not as hungry or not as invested. Maybe they got other interests. They got more money. That happens. That's, you know, it's human nature. It, it, but you don't want it to pay a guy like that you, where you think that might occur. Then that that's on that's on the front office for saying, you know, one, you may have overvalued the guy because he's not making plays. And two, did you miscalculate what he would do once he got that money? That's always the biggest thing is how is a player going to react once they once they reach that first contract? That's just human nature. You know, I must mm-hmm. be pretty good. They're paying me $20 million a year. And now I'm interested in a bigger house. And now I got other things outside. You know, Devin White has a stable. And, you know, I'm just, again, I'm not specifically pointing to those players as the problem because Bulls did not. But But it's worth asking, you know, how have these guys responded to some of their early success and is that an issue um so yeah you know you just uh interesting comments by Todd Bowles and and the bottom line is he's right about this they need to win a game and and of course they have to win this game the Carolina Panthers just fired Frank Wright no I say just did they did it early on Monday he's been fired now before the season ended in the last two years first coach to do that uh David Teppers likes to fire coaches. I don't. Yes, know. he does. That's quick, kind of quick to do it. Apparently, left the locker room Sunday after the game, yelling expletives. Yeah, it was kind of you. Kind of saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, somebody was saying, "Well, who would want to work for that guy?" Well, everybody, because there's only 32 yeah. of them in, in the league. How much money you is know? Frank getting to walk away? Lots, <laughs> lots of money. Yeah, and and you know, it's kind of like why why did you take this job? Because they asked me. You know, because they were the first ones that asked me. So that's all part of it. But you wonder how much uh, I, I think I saw Bill Barnwell tweet this. He says, you know, if you're not happy with the job, Frank's doing fine. You know, mm-hmm. he goes, but it almost feels like it was a you made me draft Bryce Young instead of CJ Stroud. Regret firing. Possibly. Yeah. I don't think that's. Yeah. I mean, that was you know, Bill Barnwell saying, you know, if you want to make the change, fine. But it, that's what it felt like to him. Mm-hmm. Here's the interesting thing about that. Um, and you know John McClain as I do. Mm-hmm. John McClain is Mr. Houston. I mean, he has much to do with the, uh, the I won't say the success. He's not a player. But, but, well, I mean, look, there are owners in Houston that consult with John about a lot of things. Yes. A lot of things. And he's not bashful about his opinions. He's worked for the Houston Chronicle for years. He's now uh, kind of on his own, working for various people, but he's still writing columns down there. Very impactful voice, has a radio show, all that. And John McClain says, and I believe him, guess who was going to take Bryce Young if they had the first overall pick? The Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. They fell into C.J. Stroud. Now, that doesn't change the evaluation for, for Carolina because they did have the first pick. And they could have said C.J. Stroud was better, and maybe they would have been right. Maybe they are. Maybe they are right that he is better uh, at this point. Maybe we're we're seeing it play out in front of us, or maybe Bryce Young's with the worst team, way worse than the Houston Texans. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be a possibility too. Even though he hasn't played well, and there are people that are alarmed by that, even the ones that were Bryce Young fans. Um, but we saw what Bryce Young could do again at the college level. He frankly had more talent, at least from the standpoint of playmakers on the outside and probably a running back. He had more talent at Alabama, NFL talent, than he does in Carolina. 
right? Yeah. Now, you're also playing an NFL team every week, so there's no Vanderbilts. There's no Yeah, I mean, your competition's definitely more. But, yeah. but is your comment about playmakers, I mean, you, tra- you know, what, Carolina traded McCaffrey last year. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. Traded Robbie whatever. Anderson. Mm-hmm. They also got rid of DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ Moore's part of that deal with Chicago. Yeah. He was their best receiver and, and, a, and a Pro Bowl level receiver. So you didn't surround the guy with anything. Look, when you go to the worst team, they're the worst team for a reason. It's not an accident. And did they tank maybe the last couple of games? I don't know. And people accuse things. I saw it here in, in Tampa. But you're going to the worst team. Well, the thing is, they weren't the worst team because actually they had to trade up to get to that one pick. Well, yeah, that's right. They weren't picking first uh, naturally. They had to move. But, but they did. They did trade off a lot of pieces that. Yes. That got them a few wins earlier in the year, and then they decided to sell off. That's right. That's right. So they're, they're, it's not a what my, it's not a great roster, and so you're going someplace that doesn't have a ton of great players around you, and the quarterback is the most dependent position on the field. You know, has Frank Reich forgot how to coach? I, I don't know. Like, you know, he had a decent run in Indy for a while. Uh, he certainly was. I know he was a big part because I covered that Super Bowl that the Eagles won with Nick Foles over Tom Brady. And that team couldn't say enough nice things about Frank, you know. Now, you know, obviously the head coach had something to do with it, too. He's doing a good job in Jacksonville. But... Carolina's gone run through the coaches like crazy, and now you're playing a Carolina team that is going to have an interim coach, another one. You played, you, you lost to them last year when they had the interim coach up in Carolina, maybe the worst game that the Bucks played, and that was with Tom Brady. So is it possible you could lose to them again? Yeah, it is. Because here's what happens when you fire head coaches for whatever reason. The players realize that the, that layer of the onion has been peeled, and now they're exposed. Mm-hmm. And they also know that whoever comes in here next, whether it's the guy they're playing for currently, the interim, or they hire somebody, they're all going to be evaluated based on how they play, not the first you know, 10 weeks, but the last seven weeks after they fired the coach. Yep. You know, If I'm a head coach and I get this job in Carolina, I'm, I'm going to watch the last game first. Well, and then I'm then I'm going backwards. Not only that, but some of these players won't be on that roster next year. When you're no, looking for other jobs, those coaches are looking for the last game first there you and go. going backwards as well. There you go. You know, yeah. whether you're a free agent or Carolina decides to part ways with you and now you become a free agent. Like they're watching the same tape. Well, regardless, it's going to be a big game as they all are now from the rest of the way down the stretch for Todd Bowles. We got lots of questions about the Bucks. Uh, about Todd Bowles and other things coming up here in just a second, uh, and we will answer all those 100% correctly or your money back. But first, for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems all over the state of Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Well, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees. They never use subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now, May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means your roof, electrical, and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees, and this policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. 
May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, we got a number of mailbag questions. Uh, we'll hit some of these tonight, probably save some over for later in the week, but let's get started. All right, we'll start with Sean, who emailed you. He says, I'm truly struggling with the Todd Bowles scenario. Which do you believe is the current bigger concern for the Bucks, talent or coaching? If it's a talent issue, shouldn't Jason Light be on the hot, si- hot seat for missing so many defensive draft picks? Or is Todd Bowles simply not putting them in a position to succeed? I get that they need to go younger and cheaper, but the missed assignments on defense are nothing new. Chicken or egg? You decide. I mean, it, it's it's a legit question, and, and I would say this, that um, some of those guys like Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, some others that have gotten contracts recently, they've played good football. Like we've seen them play exceptional football. Okay. Um, is Carlton Davis a ball Hawk? No, he's never been that. He, he makes a lot of plays. He doesn't catch a lot. He had his first interception the other day. And in fact, he's only got eight now in his career. So he's not that guy. That's a high volume interception guy. What he is or has been is kind of a lockdown corner, you know, big, long, uh, can travel with the best receiver if you want him to, press man guy. And so I don't know, you know, when you win a Super Bowl and you see the pieces that you had and these guys are coming up on contracts, they played good football, you know. Um, is Devin White part of the problem? He's in his fifth-year option. The Bucks did not offer him a contract, probably for a reason, and Tyree Cap was was part of that. Um but everything has to be questioned, and I don't, I don't know what what questions the Glazers will have and who they'll have them of. I mean, clearly, there's a coaching issue because the coach is going to be held responsible when when they don't win. I mean, coaches aren't paid to develop; they're paid to win, and so they also need players. However, um, I don't think that there's a player on this team that Todd Bowles doesn't believe in. These are guys that played on his defense when they won a Super Bowl, for the most part. A lot of them are. He said nice things about some of the newer guys. So I I tend to think that they feel like they have pretty good personnel, at least, you know, mostly on the defensive side, but even, you know, a few leftovers on the offensive side. But you have to deal you have to deal with the fact that if you think the roster is is decent. Now, I don't think anybody thought that they're a Super Bowl team. I don't think they believe they were better than Philadelphia or Buffalo or you know San Francisco, some of the teams they've lost. But I do believe that they thought they had enough to compete in this division. You know, with or without Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield at quarterback, all those things they did. I think I think that the the, the Glazers believe that they should they should be better or at least, you know, a division contender, which you know, for mathematically they are, but on the field they've, they've not been that. The drafts have not been stellar every year, but it wasn't that many years ago that you got Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield in the same draft, and those two guys may wear a gold jacket one day. I think Wirfs will if he plays long enough, and maybe even Winfield. You know, how many GMs draft two Hall of Fame players in the same draft? This happened once before here with Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. So, I... <laughs> I, I think it is a chicken in the egg question, but I think first you better deal with the guy that's that's making the decisions on game plans, um, you know, on on whether or not his players are responding to him, 
Because again, you're not going to fire the whole team. You know, as these guys' contracts come up, and and even though some have signed extensions, it's they're going to get to a point where the year is, you know, not guaranteed, and and you're going to have to make decisions then on them. Um, and then you've got some other players like an Antoine Winfield Jr. and a Tristan Wirfs and guys like that that you you'd like to lock up. And and so the one thing I'll say about Jason that I think is admirable is that if he misses on somebody, say a Joe Tryon Shoinka, let's say he goes back and he goes, you know what, I took a guy looked the part. It was 32nd overall. We picked last that year. There had been COVID in college. Some of those guys missed a season. I'll take that one. I missed on that one. But then, you know, there might be a Yaya Diaby, right, who's taken over for him that you got later in the draft, and he might be a really good player. So, you know, while you might miss on one, you could find that diamond in the rough, and, and it kind of balances it out. Uh, but there'll there'll be a uh, an evaluation for both of them, you know, and I think a lot of it will depend on just what it is the Glazers want and who's available and what will that coach require, you know. It, it, and somebody asked me the other day, like they're going to go after Bill Belichick, and I'm like, I don't know if he was out there. Bill Belichick, you telling me Bill Belichick was a free agent? First of all, he's not going to be a free agent. Probably have to trade for him. This franchise traded for a coach and won a Super Bowl. Um, they're big game hunters. Doesn't mean they land them, but they always they always want to kick the tires. So in that scenario, Jason has worked with Bill, but Bill you would think would have a lot of personnel say and power, but Jason's worked with him before. Or is there another coach that would come in here and say, I want to bring my own personnel guy? You know, and in that scenario, if the Glazers really, really wanted that coach, would they be willing to 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 break ties with Jason? I don't think so. I mean, the Glazers have a lot of respect for the job he's done, um, you know, and they credit him for getting Tom Brady here, and we know how that worked out for three years. They rewarded him with a contract extension not long ago. So my guess is, because, again, I'm going on the theory that maybe Todd Bowles wouldn't have been Jason's first choice. Um uh, as a coach, if it was just an open job search, but there was, you know, some factors involved, including Bruce Arians wanting to keep the band together and ownership probably feeling that Tom Brady would be more likely to return or happy with the decision that Todd Bowles was the head coach. I don't know. Um, but it's not, I don't know that it's, you know, Jason's doing that, you know, oh, well, I got the guy to replace, replace BA and it's, it's Todd Bowles. Um, I know Bowles wanted to do that in Arizona, and it didn't happen for him there. So there's a lot of sort of like what is the forensics on some of these major decisions, and do the Glazers still believe in Jason? And I, I, I thoroughly believe they do. I think they're grateful for the job he's done. I think they trust his judgment. He's put together a pretty darn good scouting staff uh, with John Spitek and Mike Beal and those guys. Um, Mike Greenberg's best in the business. So, you know, you have to look at who he's able to hire, um, the stability of the franchise. And the other thing is when you fire a head coach, you're losing continuity. And continuity is what wins in this league. So do you really want to lose the continuity on both the head coach and the GM? That's a tougher – that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a tough thing to overcome sometimes. So um, just speculating here, if it was one or the other, uh, it would likely go the head coach and not the GM. 
but you never say never because I think everything's a case by case basis, and that's that would go to you know who they wanted to hire and what what that individual was going to re- require. Bob emailed us. He says, "Was it really a fumble or was it a strip?" Because Tristan Wirfs messed up. There is a difference. I didn't see Baker sliding when he ran the ball. He put his shoulder into the guy to get the extra yard. He didn't lose this game. The defense and drop passes did. Secondary plays way too soft. Well, it, it's it goes as a fumble, um, and you know when we're when I'm writing these stories, and you know it's a sack fumble is is what it is. Now, was it Baker's fumble? Yeah, because he had the ball and lost it. Was it his fault? No. Um, and I talked to Tristan after the game, and he said to me, "He goes, that's the first time that's ever happened to me, where I, you know." I missed a block. Guy beats me, comes around the edge, knocks the ball out, game over. He's that's the worst feeling in the world. And, you know, you can't I know Tristan Percival is playing hurt, as are a lot of guys right now, but his quad is an issue. So I don't think he's a hundred percent. And I think the play has kind of showed that the last couple of weeks. But it's not you know, the quarterback has to keep two hands on the ball. You know, and you have to be strong enough in the pocket and have enough of pocket awareness that you 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 know you try to protect it as much as you can. Take the sack, don't lose the fumble. Um, be aware of guys around your feet, etc. And so, from that standpoint, I'm not sure there's much Baker could have done. Um, but that's his job. His job is to protect the football, even when somebody comes free and is around you and is trying to strip it. You've got to keep two hands on it. You've got to find a way to keep that ball secure. Um, again, I'm not blaming him for the fumble. I'm just saying that's the job. So, yeah, I mean, as well as Tristan has played, it's, it's hard to get on him about one play, but one play can be the difference. I mean, they, they were at the what their own 35. They had a two-minute warning and three timeouts, plenty of time to get down the field. They had been driving the ball. Um, it's unfortunate. I don't think the offensive line – played that well. I I do know they got six sacks. I don't think they were all on the offensive line. I think Baker held the ball way too much, uh, more than I've seen him hold it uh, in the game. Uh, part of that might have been after he came back with the ankle. He did scramble for a key first down, but he might have felt you know unable to really escape and get outside the pocket and do some things he's done before. Because a lot of these sacks, I mean, think of the number of sacks he's gotten out of ducking under guys and being able to move um, there's been a lot of that, you know, that he's, he's, the numbers could be way worse than they are. Um, but in this game, I felt like at least two or three of them were just him holding the football too long, hoping that things would develop. So it's, it's never one guy or the other. Um, it's, it's a team effort, but in that one, yeah, it's a sack, it's a sack fumble. It's a, it's a sack, you know, forced fumble. Um, but you know, and again, I'm not sure there's much Baker could do, but it goes it goes as his fumble if you're going to assign it to one individual player. But certainly, Tristan getting beat off the edge is, is what caused it. Harlan had tweeted, he says, the Todd Bowles being the de facto defensive coordinator, I know he has two defensive co-coordinators, and calling plays hurt his ability to provide the overall focus of a head coach. Who is the big picture person? Well, it's a, that's another good question. He is, and I've asked him this before, um, and and he says he thinks about it and has thought about it, um, thought about it in the off season. He's got two co defensive coordinators, and you know Larry Foote and Casey Rogers, um, but he felt like he was the best guy to call plays, 
you know, and so he is indeed the de facto defensive coordinator. He's the play caller. Uh, and this is something that is going to stick to him as well because if your defense is the side of the ball that has let you down, and I mean, you know, obviously the offense has not been very good. They're averaging less than 20 points a game. But it is a first-time coordinator, new quarterback, new system. There are things you can say, well, it makes sense they would start out slow, struggle, what have you. But this defense is the same defense that they've had in since 2019 and a lot of the same players that have played it since then. Um, So when your side of the ball is the issue, and I'm not saying you know, they've been worse than the offense, but there's certainly a part of it, a big part of it. You think about the games against Houston and um, you know, and whatnot. Uh, you can't get away from the fact that they're averaging less than 20 points a game. You got to be pretty good defense to win games and hold teams under 20 points. So that's tough. Uh, but I think it hurts Bulls because you're the defensive play caller. You're the guy. You know what I'm saying? And like, if your side of the ball, it's kind of like there's there's a little bit of a parallel. We talked about this after the Houston game when Lovey Smith took it over from Leslie Frazier his last year because he felt like, hey, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down my way. And so he took it over, and they had a big lead at Washington, and they lost. And when they did, it was the you like it game with Kirk Cousins. You like that. You like that. That stuck in the owners' minds, right? That game in particular where your head coach is unable to stop the avalanche comeback, you know, and you lose, uh, the, un- the unthinkable happens. So the same thing could happen to Todd in that, you know, when they do their evaluations and they say, how are we going to be better next year? Especially on defense. And you go, well, the coordinator is the same guy. And, and remember, also was the same guy that let Cooper Cup get free twice in a game that I still say Tom Brady was going to win in overtime and probably go to the, well, not probably, but I'm pretty sure he would go to the Super Bowl again because they're going to host San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC Championship game. That's also Todd Bowles, right? The old famous, we blew it quote, right? So it's it's not, let's put it this way, it's not going to help him. You know, after the Houston game, I even asked him, would he consider giving up the play calling? And he said it wasn't on the table. At the end of this season, or maybe even before, trust me, everything will be at the ta- on the table because and the Glazers have not fired a coach during the season, so I'm not anticipating that no matter how dark and stormy it gets. But they will sit down with Todd Bowles right after the year, and maybe they will have made a decision and just tell him you know, that they're, they're, they're going on and moving on. Or maybe they'll want to hear what his plan is, and he better have a good answer if, if he's going to call or not call um, the defense if they decide to go forward with him, and that might that might have something to do with it. But um. Yeah. As of now, uh, he's the play caller. I think he's going to go down swinging his way, and and I think that, you know, win, lose, or draw, he's going to have to answer to uh, to what's gone wrong on that side of the ball. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Greg tweeted us. He says, Coming into this season, I clung to hope because of all the changes in personnel and coaching. Eleven games later, that hope has turned to apathy. 
What side of the ball do you believe needs to be upgraded? A new quarterback and head coach may help sell tickets in 2024. It's a coach quarterback league. You know, that's that's what sells, okay? You do sell hope. And without the quarterback, I don't care how good the coach is. How good is Bill Belichick as a head coach? I mean, truly. What's his record before Brady? What is it after? Do we think he forgot football? Do we think he's doing the wrong things? No. It's players, not plays. That's what wins in the National Football League. Guys got to make plays, right? When they throw a ball to Antoine Winfield Jr. at the 30-yard line of the Colts and he drops it, like flat out drops it, that's not on the coach. You know, I, I'm always amazed, at, and, and, I'm, and I'm not talking about Todd Bowles. I'm talking about any coach, okay? All coaches can do, really, is put you in position to make plays. Take what talents you have, and they all try to do the same thing, right? They try to hide their weaknesses, and accentuate their strengths, okay? If a guy can't cover, don't put him in coverage, right? Uh, if this guy can't play the run, don't put him in there to play the run, you know? And But but if he can do something to help you on passing downs, then it, you try to, again, hide your weaknesses, accentuate your strengths. And I think that's what Todd has tried to do this year. Now, we also can't be naive to the fact that they have a first-time offensive coordinator. And I think maybe Dave Canales, if he got another bite of the apple or two, might figure this thing out for himself. Like, I don't think he's without merit, but he's never called plays before since Carson High School 16 years ago. It's true that Pete Carroll passed over him three times, I think, to hire a coordinator while he was on his staff all those years. Um, he took this job because... That it was the first one that he's been offered in the NFL to be an NFL coordinator. They interviewed a lot of people, including Todd Munkin. You know why Todd Munkin isn't here? Because he didn't believe they had a quarterback. And he likes Baker Mayfield, who's, who wasn't here at the time he interviewed. He'd have been fine with Baker. But Baker Mayfield is not Lamar Jackson. These coaches want to go where there's what? A quarterback. You got to have a quarterback. And unfortunately, there's only two ways to get them. You got to draft and develop them. But if they're any good, you got to lose like hell to be drafting in the top five, top one, two, whatever. And then there's no guarantee because this franchise lived it with Jameis Winston. What's he doing now? What's he ever done? He spent five years here, didn't win, went to New Orleans. He's been a per, per, you know perpetual backup. Um, if you don't have that guy, it don't matter who the coach is, right? Now, does coaching make a difference? Yes, absolutely it does. But it's a coach-quarterback league. Um, we, we talked about chicken and the egg. You know, if you're going to make changes, what's your plan? And that's why I think a lot of this has to do with how they finish because, you know, look, if you're not picking – if you win too many games, and now we're down to where they can only win nine or ten, but if you're if you're winning too many games – and you're not in the range, not just for a quarterback, but for the quarterback that's going to change your whole season around, your franchise around. I mean, who's what's the coach going to do? You can bring in all the all the coaches you want to. Whoever comes in, job one for this coach is going to be find me a quarterback. I got to find a quarterback. Is that Baker Mayfield? Mm, maybe. 
but I de- but I it's not trending that way. You know, coaches are going to want their own guy. They're going to have different evaluations. If you hired Todd Munkin, would he be good with Baker? Probably for a short term. I know he likes Bake. He'd like to have him in Baltimore as a backup to uh, Lamar Jackson, but not as the starter. So it's it's kind of like that coach, if he's worth his salt, when he looks at this situation in Tampa, unless he's a guy that's just is his first head coaching offer and he can't say no because you don't say no to your first one. Um, but if he's somebody that that thinks I'm my my time is coming, I'm going to be a little more selective because they don't have a quarterback and I don't trust the personnel and I don't know the GM. Like there'll be guys that'll look at the situation and some will say, "Oh, it's it's amazing, it's perfect," and others will say, "Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. There's a lot down there for me," you know. So it, it it's kind of both, but you win with talent, you know, and there's talent on this team. And not everybody has, you know, that franchise guy, Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Josh Allen and, and you know, these sort of guys. But you can still win and still make the postseason. I mean, look, the greatest play caller in the NFL, Mike Shanahan, or not Mike Shanahan, but uh, his son, Kyle, is winning with Brock Purdy. And he spent three number ones to draft a quarterback. And then, you know, Trey Lance is out of there. And he had Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's out of there. So the guy playing is a seventh-round pick. Now, does that happen very often? No. Russell Wilson was a third-rounder. You can get quarterbacks different ways and different rounds, and you just got to be kind of fortunate that way. But whoever comes in here, you're going to need both, right? He's going to need a quarterback. Um, Is that an indictment on Baker? No, it's not. Uh, that guy could be Baker Mayfield with the right team around him and the right coaching. I think Baker can win in this league, and I think he could do it consistently. But I think he needs continuity. Continuity is what wins in the NFL. The best teams, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the conversation every year for the postseason. Doesn't seem to matter, you know, Big Ben left or not, because they have continuity with Mike Tomlin. They have continuity in coaching, continuity in the staff. Um, for years and years, they had Ben, which was the quarterback. So. That's what you want. You want to marry the quarterback with the head coach. I will say this, and I, I'd be willing to bet anybody this. If and when the Bucks do part ways with Todd Bowles, whether it's this year, five years, whatever it is, they will be hiring what they don't have. They always have and they always will. So what do they have? An experienced 60-year-old defensive coordinator, defensive-minded head coach. The next guy, I'll be willing to bet – a lot, and I'm not a gambling man. The next guy will be what Todd Bowles is not. It's going to be an offensive play caller that they're going to try to marry to a quarterback, right? Um, You get what you don't have, and so I think you'll see that. And so then Dave Canales is is a one-and-done guy if they fire Todd Bowles, right? I don't think they're really ready to take it and turn to Dave like they did to Dirk Cutter and say, "You you be our head coach. I don't see that as much as they may like Dave. So the changes are coming. It is a, it's a coach quarterback league. Um, you have to address both, and that coach looks a lot smarter because it's about play players, not plays. And and I don't care what team you're talking about in football, that is always the case. Andy Reid, as great as he is, and I think he's phenomenal. 
the man could coach till he's 90 so long as Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback because he's going to look really good on the sideline and he's going to look really smart. And that's what you hope to do as a head coach is, you know, find that guy that can win you a lot of games. I mean, that's just, that's, that's the business. So, um, great questions. I mean, I, Look, we're going to have a, a lot of people want to know how hot is Todd Bowles' seat. About as hot as it can be uh, because they've lost six out of seven games. Forget everything else. Just just remember this. Those owners don't sit up there in those boxes and look at empty seats in the, in the stadium and think that the people aren't coming because they're winning. Or You know what I mean? Like They, they know they got to win. You know, It's about winning or the hope of winning. It's the illusion of winning or the process of winning, but it's winning. That's what sells tickets, and they're in the entertainment business. And to be entertained, fans want to see their team win games. So it doesn't really matter what the discussion is with who else might be out there or you know what quarterback they could get. It's really about Todd has to win games. You heard him in the press conference on Monday, and we'll stop. We'll get it back to there because that's where we started. We have to win a game. We need to win one game. <laughs> That's that's where they're at, man. You got to start. You cannot lose anymore, uh, and they know it, and Todd knows it. And so, if you can win one, then maybe then you just try to go one and zero the next week, and look up at the end and say, "Wow, we just made it. We won just enough games uh, to save save our jobs, to win the division, to get in the playoffs, host a home playoff game, and then maybe everything looks different." And believe me, it does. That's the NFL. It's a what have you done for me lately? And it's week to week league. And all the things we talk about on this podcast is absolutely true. If they beat Carolina as bad and as dysfunctional as Carolina is, I promise you come Monday people will go, eh, yeah, right there. I mean, they could win the division. I mean, look, they're just one game back, or maybe they'll be less than one game back based on the results of Sunday. So that's just the way this league is right now. But you have to win, and they're not winning. And they've got to start, and they've got to do it right away because they've run out of games. All right, thanks for uh, listening. We've got Todd Bowles uh, coming up on Wednesday. More mailbag questions, of course, tomorrow. You can send those in anytime. You can do it by sending them to us uh, at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 